Well, the working assumption, as you know, that I have for everybody that comes here is we want to become saints. A few weeks ago, we handed out a worksheet uh, to help everyone here to figure out what his particular temperament was. Now, that's just a worksheet. It's certainly not something infallible, but it gets you in the ballpark if you're not familiar with the ID because it is important for growth and holiness. This morning, we'll spend a, finally spend a few minutes considering the four temperaments, and hopefully this will be of use uh, to all of you that aren't familiar with it, and those that are, uh, please, God, you'll learn a little more. Question, what is a temperament? Father Jordan Allman, quote, Temperament is a pattern of inclinations and reactions which proceed from the physiological constitution of the individual, close quote. So just what's that supposed to mean? Well, when we say that temperament is rooted in someone's physiological structure, it's just a $3 way of saying that it's rooted in our particular bodily makeup. In other words, temperament is not rooted in something psychology. It's not rooted in our mind. Our particular temperament is rooted in our particular bodily makeup. Okay? Question, on what basis then are the temperaments classified? The temperaments are classified according to how someone reacts to a stimulation or impression. There are four possibilities. One, a person may react very strongly and quickly, and the resulting impression is faint and lasts for a short time. So you can have a strong reaction, but a faint impression. Two, a person may react very quickly and strongly, and the resulting impression is strong and long-lasting. So you can have a strong reaction and a strong, long-lasting impression. Three, A person may react slowly or weakly, but if stimulated often enough, the resulting impression is strong and long-lasting. So you can have a slow reaction and a strong, long-lasting impression. Or four, a person may react slowly and weakly, and the resulting impression is faint and lasts for a short time. So you can have a slow reaction and a faint impression. So the four possibilities are quick and strong reaction with a short and faint impression, quick and strong reaction with a strong, long-lasting impression, Slow or weak reaction with a strong or long-lasting impression or slow or weak reaction with a short and faint impression. Question, what are the names of these four temperaments? The four temperaments are the sanguine, the choleric, the melancholic, and the phlegmatic temperament. We don't worry about where the words come from. That, that's not really important. The person with a sanguine temperament has this quick and strong reactions with short and faint impressions. A person with a choleric temperament has quick and strong reactions with strong, long-lasting impressions. The person with a melancholic temperament has slow or weak reactions, but after repeated stimuli, he has strong, long-lasting impressions. And the person with a phlegmatic temperament has slow or weak reactions with short and faint impressions. Question, doesn't it just seem a little simplistic to say there are only four temperaments? Aren't people more complex than that? Fathers Royal Marin and Jordan Alman, quote, None of these temperaments actually exist in a pure state. We exhibit or possess characteristics of several. Nevertheless, each person will exhibit sufficient predominant qualities of a given temperament so that he can be classified under that particular type. Question, what difference does this make for our holiness? Remember that thanks to Adam, we each have a predominant fault. Quick review. The great Dominican, Father Garrigou Lagrange, explains what the predominant fault is. Quote, the predominant fault is the defect in us that tends to prevail over the others and thereby over our manner of feeling, judging, sympathizing, willing, and acting. 
Close quote. We simply can't make much progress in holiness without identifying and actually kind of going to war and conquering our predominant fault. So what does that have to do with our temperament? Father Garagou Lagrange explains, quote, The predominant fault has an intimate relationship to our individual temperament. Their temperament's inclined to softness, sloth, gluttony, and sensuality. Others are inclined especially to anger and pride. We do not all climb the same slope towards the summit of perfection. Those who are soft by temperament must, by prayer, grace, and virtue become strong. Those who are naturally strong to the point of easily becoming severe must, by working at themselves and by grace, become gentle. Close quote. In other words, once we know what our temperament is, we have a much easier time determining what our predominant fault is, and that makes it easier to take effective action to counter and to conquer it. Question, what are the characteristic strengths and weaknesses of each of the four temperaments? In this section, I'll just rely on Father Chad Ripperger's work. Uh, he, in turn, is relying on many different spiritual authors. Uh, we'll only describe the general tendencies of each temperament. Number one, the sanguine temperament. Sanguine people tend to have quick and strong reactions with short and faint impressions. People with this disposition tend towards optimism. On the positive side, they tend to be extroverts, friendly, agreeable, compassionate, cheerful, and enthusiastic. On the negative side, they tend to be superficial and inconstant, hasty in judgment. They tend towards talkativeness, prone to vanity, flattery, and envy. They tend to rely on their feelings in matters of religion and can be quickly discouraged. Their predominant faults tend to center around sensuality, making them prone to gluttony and lust. They need to be mindful to avoid bad company, and they should strive to develop the virtues of detachment, silence, temperance, modesty, and chastity. They should practice daily mortifications of the senses, little practices of self-denial. Examples of saints with a sanguine temperament are, according to Father Royal Marin, St. Augustine, St. Teresa of Avila, St. Francis Xavier, St. Rose of Lima. Number two, the choleric temperament. Choleric people tend to have strong and quick reactions with strong, long-lasting impressions. People with this disposition are liable to strong passions and are prone to anger. On the positive side, they tend to react favorably to reason and high ideals. They tend to be very practical and very active with great powers of concentration and endurance. They tend to be strong-willed, constant, and generous. On the negative side, they tend to be obstinate, stubborn, and impatient. They also tend to be domineering and hard and tend to lack compassion and sympathy for their fellow man. Their predominant faults are pride or anger. They need to be mindful to develop the virtues of humility, meekness, kindness, and charity. They should foster devotion to the sacred heart, say the litany of humility daily, and read and meditate, especially on the sufferings of Christ, books on humility, and strive to calmly accept humiliations and frustrations. Examples of saints with cleric temperament are, according to Father Royal Marin, St. Jerome, St. Ignatius, St. Francis de Sales. Number three, the melancholic temperament. Melancholic people tend to have slow or weak reactions, but after repeated impressions, the reaction is strong and long-lasting. People with this disposition are liable to sorrow and pessimism. 
On the positive side, they tend to be sympathetic and have a tenderness and generosity for their friends. They're inclined towards reflection, piety, and the interior life. On the negative side, they surrender too easily. They tend to be overly reserved, except with close friends, and to be overly serious. Their predominant faults are sorrow, fear, aversion, despondency, and despair. They need to pay very close attention to resentful feelings or oversensitiveness and strive to develop a joyous attitude, principally by keeping careful custody of the mind with regard to sad or depressing thoughts. They need to work on the virtues of fortitude, charity, and hope. They should develop a spirit of prayer since they are inclined towards interior life. Examples of saints with a melancholic temperament are, according to Father Royal Marin, St. Bernard, St. Aloysius Gonzaga, St. Therese of Lisieux. Four, the phlegmatic temperament. Phlegmatic people tend to have slower, weak reactions with short and faint impressions. People with this disposition are liable to be quite calm and placid. On the positive side, they tend to remain tranquil, discreet, sober, mentally balanced, and to have good common sense. They are not easily irritated, and they tend to demand little to be prudent, sensible, and work with a measured pace. On the negative side, they tend towards procrastination, ease and comfort, and tend to be unambitious and to lack interest in events around them. Their predominant fault tends towards sloth. Phlegmatics need to be mindful to develop deep convictions to rouse themselves and to demand of themselves methodical and constant efforts towards greater perfection. According to Father Roy Marin, the great St. Thomas Aquinas is an example of a saint with a phlegmatic temperament. Okay, quick review. We've seen that our temperament is not something psychological. It's not rooted in our mind. Our particular temperament is rooted in our particular bodily makeup. It's a pattern of inclinations and reactions which proceed from the constitution, our physiological constitution. We've seen the temperaments are classified according to how someone reacts to a stimulation or impression, and there are four possibilities. The person with a sanguine temperament has quick and strong reactions with short and faint impressions. Person with a choleric temperament has quick and strong reactions with strong and lasting impressions. The person with a melancholic temperament has slower, weak reactions, but after repeated stimuli, he has strong, long-lasting impressions. And the person with a phlegmatic temperament has slower, weak reactions with short and faint impressions. We've seen that the predominant faults of sanguine people tend to center on sensuality, make them prone to gluttony and lust. The predominant faults of choleric people are pride and anger. Predominant faults of melancholic people are sorrow, fear, aversion, despondency, and despair. Predominant fault of phlegmatic people, sloth. Remember that the bottom level, the first level of the spiritual life, is concerned with conquering sin and vice. When we're beginners in the spiritual life, that's what we're concerned with. Having some knowledge and understanding of our temperament can be very useful in understanding our particular strengths and weaknesses and where we need to concentrate our efforts. God put us here to become saints. Let's close with a few thoughts from Fathers Royal Marin and Jordan Almond. Quote, If we were to attempt to delineate the perfect temperament, we would select the best qualities of each. Thus we would take from the sanguine his sympathy, generous heart and vivacity, from the melancholic the depth and delicacy of feeling, from the cleric his inexhaustible energy and tenacity, and from the phlegmatic, his self-control, prudence, and perseverance. In striving for this ideal, 
we enter upon the problem of the ascetical struggle, which involves the difficult task of the formation of character. The temperament of an individual is a pattern of tendencies and inclinations which flow from the physiological structure or constitution of an individual. For that reason, it is largely the result of hereditary factors. But character, on the contrary, is a pattern of habits which are the result of education, personal effort, environmental factors, and, of course, the action of grace. Consequently, temperament is the material out of which character is made, much in the same way as clay or marble or wood will be the material out of which a particular statue is fashioned. It is a character which gives form to the personality, close quote. So character is a pattern of habits resulting from education, personal effort, environmental factors, and action of grace. Temperament is the raw material out of which character is made. Let us, with this increased self-knowledge, strive to become the saints that God has placed us in the world to be.